Hello and welcome to Illochat, a place where two friends who are illustrators talk about the world of professional illustration. I am Olga. And I'm Sunny. And we're both children's book illustrators. Join us in our journey while we share what has and hasn't worked for us as we navigate this creative industry. Hello everyone. In this episode, we will be talking about what it means to be working in a bubble, why is it a problem, and how to fix it. I am Olga. And I'm Sunny. and here we go let's see this is episode two um so what working in a bubble it it, is exactly what it sounds like that you are isolated in your own head in your own little space without any influence from the outside like a lot of artists do focused on yourself yeah yeah i think and you know what I, i was just thinking about that i think that Many people can be working in a bubble and not realize it. There's, this should not be confused when, when you get in the zone because there, well, yeah. there is a time when you've done all the research and we've, you've done everything and you're ready to work and you just want to focus and you get yourself inside a bubble so that you can work and like push, 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 push and get this illustration done, get this book dummy done. That's fine. But that is, that's different than this. This yeah. Is when you're starting out or when you're when you're in the working so much all by yourself that you don't know what's going on out there, you are not paying attention to what others in the field are doing. You don't know what the market, what the industry is doing, what books are being uh, published. Um, when you're looking at other people and what they do, you can see you, you can get you can start to see patterns. So you can see what other artists are doing that is working and what other artists are doing that is not working. And you can mimic the good behavior, learn from those and avoid the, you know, the pitfalls. Yeah. But I do think that, okay, for instance, for me, when I started um, illustrating, focusing on illustrating, I was, I was not focused. I was not focused as focused on the industry and what was going on in the industry. I still knew what books my children liked, and those were my favorite children's books, and also the children's books that I had as favorites. But I wasn't current, and I think that very often people can become complacent and kind of go back into that bubble, also, because they're like, "Oh, you know, I've learned everything I need to learn. I'm at a place where I'm comfortable." I don't need, but I think you always need to be searching for what's going on currently. What what are the trends? What is your industry doing? You always need to be aware of that, and you always need to be reaching yeah. out. Yeah, it's um, if if you are always drawing from what you know, and and that I mean drawing in the in the physical act of drawing and actually pulling ideas from, um. On the stuff that we read to our kids, uh, those books were amazing and they were amazing and some of them are classics and they're amazing at this time too, but some of those books would not get published nowadays. True. Yeah. So we always have to uh, see what's in the market now uh, if you actually want to get published, especially traditionally. We're talking about traditional publications here because you can self-publish whatever you want. Well, and you can self-publish whatever you want. Oh, and I guess we never discussed that. Olga works mainly in tradi- Olga works in traditional publishing, but I work a lot in self-publishing industry. Although I would like to do yeah. both, but in self-publishing, I think if you want to be successful, you have to pay attention as well. 
You, yes. you, can't, you can just publish whatever you want. That's your choice. But, you but if you want to be successful, much. yeah, you need yeah. to pay attention to what else is out there and what is going on. It's kind of like clothing. I like, you know, yes, like fine. Fashion. The beautiful, clo- yeah, yeah, beautiful clothing from the 1800s is gorgeous, fine. But you are not going to see that on the street now. It's not practical. Unless you're at a Renaissance fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it looks really cool for the Renaissance fair. <laughs> But it's not practical. It's not practical for today's, you know, mm-hmm. lifestyle. Visualize it that way. So it's the same thing yeah. when you're telling a story, when you're writing or when you're illustrating. It's got to be for today's market and for today's kids. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, I was doing that a lot. I was just like, oh, yes, I remember this book. And, and, and that's all I was stuck. I had no idea about the stuff that is out there. Because of all so much technology, kids nowadays have a very short attention span. Even adults, like... You got 30 seconds to grab someone's attention. So the same thing has to happen in a story. Um, Oftentimes I try to watch a movie with my kids from the 80s and I'll be like, let me introduce you to these amazing movies that I loved when I was a kid. And they're like, uh this is so boring <laughs> nothing is happening There's and i'm no like action. no action <laughs> yeah i'm like no 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 listen look at the story you yeah. have to find the little nuances in the thing and they're like there are no explosions <laughs> they are <laughs> no one has died yeah. what's going on so it is it, yeah it's, it's a different type of entertainment for them and then you know sometimes i look at a movie and i'm like this is moving too fast it, it, it's but that's what they like now. And, and you have, I mean, if you, if you want to work in this industry, you have to play the game. You have to play the, the rules of the, of the game, right? You can't just yeah. go into a soccer field and decide, no, I'm going to play tennis. It's like, it's not going to work. The humor also is a little bit different now. Um, oh, very. Yeah. yeah. I actually like it. <laughs> I like it too. Yeah. I, I feel like, like dark. Humor. Yeah. I kind of feel like they're more, we're more honest now. There's, yeah. there's, um, it, there, there were things that you, you didn't say before, and now, well, I right. mean, there's things we don't say now, but I think that we're, uh, we focus more on honesty, and the humor is really honest and and in your face, and um, yeah, yeah, it's almost like you can say a little bit more of what's in your head, yeah, and what you're thinking. Yeah. Um, a good example is, um, I, I want my hat back. We're, we're at the end it's the, pretty the it's kind of dark the... yeah it's a dark story <laughs> or it's implied that he ate the, the bunny at the end yeah, when he got his hat back yeah. but it's really cool it was not that one even doesn't even have a, like a lesson <laughs> the, the, the bunny is lying I, I didn't get my you know, I don't have a hat I have no idea what you're talking about I've never seen a hat well he's wearing yeah. it and then at the end is like, I haven't seen a bunny I <laughs> yeah so um yeah it's a little bit more like uh we can we can write about the stuff that, that sometimes we think about that dark humor and the dark. Yeah. yeah. And not all books are like that. And I mean, in subject matters too, now that would have never been discussed before. Right. So and I think that's, that's because we are exposed to more now through the internet and our children are as well. Yes. That they are, they're reaching, they're covering topics at a much younger age than right. we ever did. Um, we were, I feel like because we didn't have access to the internet and, and gosh, yes, we, um, we, we were later bloomers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the, and books have to reflect that you now children's books don't speak down to children. You know, they, 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 they bring, they 
they pretty much, you just pretty much assume that, you know, they know these things and they know the subjects that you're, and, and I mean, you are also writing for the parents as well. Yes. But, yeah. Or drawing. To... Sorry, we're not just talking about writing, but the, the type of books. Yeah. Are also for the parents. But I, I, yeah, I don't think that children, I think children know a lot more at a younger age now than they used to. Yeah, it is very true. We, we were stuck to just the information we could find at the library and now it's very accessible to them and mm-hmm. everywhere. So yeah, so you are writing and you're illustrating for the kids of today and the parents of today. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you fix it? Uh, we are, we already know what, why we shouldn't just work in a bubble. But how do you fix that? You introduced me to when, when we met was the internet, <laughs> the internet, not the whole internet. What is but, it? Yeah, what is this? You know, Instagram. <laughs> what is this, this world of, of, of um, social media? Um, for artists, is it. It's the world. It is not like we used to do it before, that you print a portfolio and drop it off at an art director's table. Everything is online now. So consume media that way you have to go on instagram and facebook and and see what other illustrators are doing yeah um this is i'm not don't copy their style but just be aware of what's out there and then you can easily say i absolutely hate this style i and then you know what you gravitate to it it can be examples of what not to do like you can yeah you can see directions people are Going in and say, well, that's not the direction I want, and, and adjust your course. But I think that by exposing yourself to other artists, that helps you define your style and figure out what you like and you don't like. Otherwise, right. if you're not looking, then you'll never, you'll never figure it out. There is something else too to it when you when you draw idea, ideas are infinite. But you have to fill your head with some ideas. You have to fill it with some images. Um, yeah. It is cool that you know what a broom looks like and you know what, what a turtle looks like. But then when someone else does a turtle, you know, draws a turtle or, or a broom or something and they do it differently, then you're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Um, I, I remember I, I wrote a, a story based on one word that I heard, uh, and it was Neil Gaiman, he was uh, uh, doing an interview, and he said something about ideas, and the word ideas prompted an entire story. And, and, and so, like, when things go into your head, they mix with your stuff, and then something else comes out. So when you're looking at illustrations, when you're looking at, and reading picture books, and when you're, you're looking at what's out there, it prompts new ideas in your head. It, it, may, it, may, it creates more. It inspires you. Yeah. 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 And I think we, um, we live in a time where if you're not taking advantage of that, you're at a serious disadvantage. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, we, I, we for, I think we forgot to mention a couple things. But I mean, later we'll probably yes. cover social media. But some of the things that we use on a daily basis are Instagram, Facebook groups, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Behance, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Olga doesn't use LinkedIn that much, but I'm on there quite a bit. Yeah, once in a while I put something in there. Well, I mean, when we discuss social media in another episode, is how to handle it. And 
That's a whole thing. Just yeah. by listing all of these, we're not saying you have to do all of these because it's impossible and no. you need life outside yeah. of social media too. But you can pick one and yeah. you can pick two, whatever you can handle without going crazy. And definitely we have to, we will cover and that as in another an, episode. Yeah. And as an illustrator, Instagram is the really the most important social media tool for an artist or an illustrator. Yeah. Um, but it's also the best place to get inspiration. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we'll cover those in depth in another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, go to the library. Go to the library and check out. I'm, I'm looking here on my stack on my right. I have over 20 picture books. And when I'm done with these, reading these and going through them, I take them back and I have another 20, uh, a set of 20 here. You should have a library and friend. Yes, <laughs> you really should, I, I, or multiple. It's important. They are wonderful tools and resources. They have <laughs> yes. I, I I actually connected with some of the librarian librarians, and I when I need a comp file, a comp title, I'm like, do you know of any book that is like this mm-hmm. and talks about this? Because when you're writing to to agents or 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 submitting your book, you you want to have comp titles, which we'll discuss on in a future episode. What is there's a lot of folks, a lot of stuff that 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 you have to know when you're getting in this industry. So yeah, librarians are great. Also, yeah, you go to, you can go to the library, not now because everything is closed, but when they will open up again, go to the library and say, Can you show me where are the books? that have been published in the last five years? Where do you have this? Which is your most popular book? Which one gets checked out most often? And talk to them. Talk to people so you can you can get the, the, yeah. the information. Librarians, well, librarians and bookstores, uh, booksellers, yes. know the trends. They know what's mm-hmm. popular. They know what types of books get checked out the most or bought the most. They know. I mean, you can also Google this. Um, yeah. But I, it's better to hear it from a person who with firsthand knowledge because they can give you so much insight as to what, you know, what, why is this popular? Why do they think, why are graphic novels so popular? I mean, I have two teenage girls, so I love graphic novels. A lot of people who are illustrators may not understand why these things are, why, why are we, why are we going in this direction? Yeah. Um, what is the difference between a picture book and an early reader and a chapter book yeah. and a middle grade and a YA? And that influences your illustration style, knowing what type of books you want to illustrate for. So, I mean, these, these things are important with writing, but it's also very important as an illustrator. If your illustration style works for, somebody may tell you your illustration style will work for um, middle grade or uh, graphic novels or, but it, it won't work for picture books. You don't, if you don't know what you don't know, you won't understand what direction you need to go in if you want to work in picture books. Right. We were there. I, I, I was there. I didn't know any, I didn't know that there was a difference. It was just children's books. Yeah. It's such there a, were different tiers to it. It's such a broad, that is a really broad topic. I didn't either. Yeah. I had no clue. I didn't know. Yeah, so we that's we will be able to discuss all of this yeah. stuff in future episodes because it's like an episode on its own. Oh, like definitely. All this stuff. Um, another thing to be outside of your bubble. If you don't have um, a creative support group outside of you, your little bubble. So, for example, if, you, if you're only going up to your family and you're going, hey, what do you think of this illustration? 
your family members are not going to be the best ones to give you um, feedback, actual feedback. They're just going to say, oh, that's nice because it might be nice. It just might be cute or something. Uh, you need to have a support system outside of that bubble so that you get the real stuff. Hey, yes, it's cute, but the composition is wrong or the character is just looking at the camera. Or you know, it, If you are trying to go for children's books, there's a specific way of drawing that has to be narrative and it's not just, I can draw a cute bunny looking at you. Yeah. That's not going to get you there. You put that in your portfolio and it's going to be like, out, out, out. Yeah. And your family loves you, so they're going to try to, they'll, they're going to say nice things about you. But they also yeah. don't have, typically don't have experience in, with children's books and what they need to look like. Right. So that's why you, you go and you look for a creative community for, for feedback. So that's another, another reason why you would go and go to these Facebook groups or join critique groups. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit later in this episode. Um, and another way would be to take classes, go to school, uh, whatever, if you can afford, you know, college is very, very expensive. If you're starting late in life, I would suggest not go back to college <laughs> because then you're going to have a lot of, a, a huge debt. Yeah. And it's not that necessary now. There's a lot of stuff you can find on um, Skillshare, YouTube. Uh, there's uh, online classes that are a lot more affordable than SVS Learn, Picture Book Academy. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, well, we have show notes and I guess put these at the show notes. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we can. We can yeah. put links to these in the show notes. And those are, and those are just some of them. I mean, you can just Google it, right? <laughs> and and yeah. you'll find more schools or more. There's YouTube videos that show you how to do anything. Um, you, you won't have the anatomy classes. You won't have all of that, which is necessary to be able to draw people. But there are but, classes online for that. Yeah. Uh, you won't have the face-to-face and an instructor, you know, oh, looking over yeah. your shoulder kind of and telling you, well, yeah. you know, the perspective is wrong. But that's where you have your community. You can be like, I worked on this. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? And then someone will be like, ah, your perspective is off. And then or... you just show it to Olga and she does a draw over <laughs> and tells you, wait, the hand needs to be oh. here. <laughs> I'll be great at telling you everything that's wrong with it. There's a tangent. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's you find people like that. You find people that are that are willing and able. I mean, it, it's actually funny when you think of people in the industry. You think that we are all going to be like, oh no, I cannot talk to this person or so. I have approached people that are quite successful, and they're nice. They're not. <laughs> they're not. They're people. They're normal people. <laughs> they might be busy. Absolutely, they will be busy and. And some of them are not going to give you their, their time for free. But uh, well, what can I say? Ask. Yeah. <laughs> Ask and, the, uh, and and look look for mentors. Look for people that, that actually offer these services as well. And um, But the first place to start, I would say, is in a group. Find people that, find people that are not at your skill level. Don't, you don't like want to you're, you're saying look for people that are a little yeah. above your skill level yeah you don't want to um that's true like when you are night when you and like i combined forces i would say yeah you had knowledge that i didn't have i had knowledge that you didn't have yeah because 
if we are both going to be on the same level, we're not going to level up. You're not going to grow from there. It, yeah. You know, so you want to, when you join a group, make sure that you have people from different uh, different skill sets, different skill levels, and different They have inputs. different strengths than you yeah. do. Yeah, if you all have the same... If you all have the same strengths and you're all at the same level, then you'll probably be stagnant. Right. But one thing I wanted to mention um, about taking classes online or um, joining communities, um, you make connections. So one of the benefits of college is that you network and you get friends who are in the same career field, who are going into the same career field as you. Well, the same thing happens online. When you join classes that are um, that have like forums or um, message boards associated with those classes, like um, SVS Learn and Picture Book Academy, and even on YouTube, a lot of people post comments on YouTube videos. <laughs> That's how you make connections with people. That's how you form um, friendships with people who are like-minded and looking for the same things as you. It's, it's even as simple as going to their social media accounts of someone that you admire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, well, if you get someone who is like super famous and extremely busy, they they're probably, probably not even going to know. But uh, there are a lot of people that are just starting out yeah. that are that are ready and, and willing and able to, to make connections. And you just, just look at their work and you say... and. Um, comment and say this is so very nice yeah. can how did you do this and a, a lot of them will be like oh i used gouache or i used uh, uh procreate and, and you know i use these brushes just ask questions and then slowly you start to form to make a connection yeah, yeah. same with um organ- like joining organizations oh that's a that's that is a big one um i hate to say to people uh, you have to do this or you have to do that. This is what what has worked for us. True. Um, there are people out there that have never joined any organizations and they're perfectly able to, to make a career out of it. For me personally, and I think for you, I don't want to speak for you, but joining the SCBWI was incredibly important. And oh, it, yeah. it has helped me a ton. I also joined 12 by 12 one year, which I learned a lot about writing because I, this, that was when I wanted to also start writing my own picture books. Oh, that's true. Um, that is for writing, not illustrating. Yeah, I that is for writing. That. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, but, but, but that's when we put it there in our notes. That's why we're, we're, yeah. we're talking about it. Um, there's so much that we need to talk about, but it's hard to put it in an episode. And once you start illustrating for children's books, a lot of illustrators jump into also writing those picture books because there's a niche there's an actual avenue in the industry for author illustrators so but there but we are mainly talking to illustrators now so. yes and but there are many illustrators who illustrate children's books who would also like to write their own yeah i mean that is pretty common and i think part of it i know for me part of it is because i like to read children's books yeah and when you're a reader very often that leads to wanting to be a writer you know you're already a creative person so it's very easy to to switch between the two it also ends up happening that we think visually first um when i'm going to write a book i first have the image i first have the character doing the main action 
And then I'm like, well, okay, but how did he get there? What did he do? So then I go back and then I write over that. So when you're when you're illustrating, that's what happens. Like, like you are thinking of this character and this very real story that is happening to them. So that's why it's not such a stretch to jump from illustrating yeah. to writing. But writing is a skill, oh my goodness, that requires a lot of learning as well. <laughs> A lot of editing and a lot of patience. So that is something that I would say you don't want to jump to do until you have grasped the illustration part of it. And and being um, being a children's book illustrator, you're a storyteller. You're already yeah. a storyteller. You're just telling telling the story with pictures, and it's someone else's story. But when you add your illustrations, it becomes your story, and and you have to have the ability to understand page turns, to understand the story arc. So that's why I also think it's pretty common for illustrators to transition to being writers as well. Yeah. Um, in another episode, we will discuss what are page turns, uh, what makes a, a picture book, step-by-step, we, step, everything. We, yeah, we, we are touching that. on all of these things <laughs> because as we're touching on them, we were like, well, that requires an entire episode to be able to, to, ex to, to expand and all that. But that's good. See, this is what we didn't know. Um, how many times did I hear page turn? I'm like, what is a page turn? And what is a book dummy? And what, what do you mean by, by story arc? So yeah, we will discuss all these, you know, because come on, it's a lot easier when someone just tells you, hey, this is what you, <laughs> what's out there all in one little neat package. Um, another good thing to do to be, to be able to break out of that bubble is join challenges, online challenges and contests. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk to us about Inktober and all yeah, those things? Yeah, yeah, that, that was that... the first thing I think that, you know, no, okay. I started doing a 365 day challenge Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was, I think Why? it was called a doodle a day, and um, she she's the the person that ran it. Actually, had a Facebook group, and I actually and I met a lot of other illustrators there. That was not geared towards children's book illustration. Well, no, yes, it was. I'm sorry, it was geared towards children's book illustration, but it was just to get artists to draw once a day. This was five, four, no, this was five years ago. So that was, it wasn't as common then. Now it's more common. They have these challenges everywhere. But it put me into a group, into a Facebook group with people that were looking to do similar things as me. And now those people, I still follow many of them on um, social media. I still kind of keep in touch with some of them. So I think it was a really good um, start for me. Um, after that, I did. I, I did not last three hundred and sixty-five days. <laughs> no, I would say that's, so that's I, very hard. I think I lasted like a month. After that, I tried Inktober, and Inktober is, I think, a really good way for people to jump into a thirty-day challenge. Now there's so many different challenges. It's um, it, you can take your pick. Any month, there's probably a thirty-day challenge or a week challenge. But Inktober yeah. is a great place to start because it's just black and white illustrations. You don't have to worry about color. You can just do line art if you want, but you're, you, you get in the practice of drawing every day for 30 days. That's a really good skill to learn, and it's a really good way to, um, I guess, open your creative floodgates. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, 
I wasn't good at doing that on my own. So a lot of times when you need that, you need that um, inspiration or that encouragement and you're, do- and you're doing it with a community of other people. That's it. Yeah. That's, it, that's the word. What, it's... Yeah. That's what connects you with everybody. Yeah. That being part of a community is, uh, it's definitely something I was lacking at the beginning when I was just sitting there working on my portfolio. Yeah. I mean, those, those, those four months where I have putting my portfolio together between one critique and the other, it was literally just being in the zone. But once I got involved in a community, that's when you start seeing, oh, okay, I know where the next step is. I know where the next goal is. I know what I'm supposed to attain next. So these challenges were, are, are fantastic. They get you working every day, but more importantly, they make you part of the community. Yeah. Yeah. And you and have a connection with people. You know, they're like, yes. and it's funny how that someone will say, oh, I, I'm, I did a, I'm done. I'm doing Inktober. And you're like, oh, I'm doing it too. And it, yeah. you just meet people from everywhere. Or, oh, I just did Mermaid. I'm like, oh, I did too. Let's see what you did. And, oh, I only got one done. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. Or two, uh, which helped us out too in a time that, uh, that there was nothing to do. We're like, let's do folktales. Oh, and yeah. You know, there was something to work towards. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you a goal. Yeah. Such yeah, a goal. Yeah. And you're being productive and you're connecting with other people. It's like so many good things all together. Yeah. Uh, the idea of this is don't work alone. I know we all like to work alone, but you also need to have this, this, um, this whole feedback and, and support behind you um not just to go like yeah yeah you can do it keep going but to say yeah you're going the wrong way it's probably that way so the next thing we're going to cover is finding a partner or a mentor so what is a mentor let's let's say um it, that was a word that i wasn't familiar with because um I wasn't it almost either. sounds you weren't Not oh really. good yeah. it wasn't just me no until I started hearing it more in this industry, um, finding a mentor. It's like, you know, sounds so, I, I don't know. It's not, it makes me think of a wizard and, and, and a wizarding one, my mentor. I don't know. But it is a huge word in this like, industry. I've heard it in business. I've heard it in reference to business. No, I've never heard of it in a creative uh, industry terms. Like, I didn't, yeah. Maybe I'm confusing it with apprenticeship, but it makes me think. Oh, I of think the you are. The sto- yeah. <laughs> the apprentice it, it and the word? sorcerer? Yes. <laughs> the, when, yeah. um, who is the wizard in yeah. the Sword of the Storm? Uh, but, I, but, Mer- I, Merlin. but I don't know if he would, I wouldn't consider him a, I guess, a, I guess an apprentice would, I guess the apprentice is the mentee. I guess that it would be considered a mentor. I think you know it what? is the I, same. I'm going to go ahead with that in my head. So it is Merlin <laughs> teaching you how to do magic. Yeah. That's exactly what oh, it I'll is. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because what we do is magic. It we is. we, we make things, little pictures appear in a piece of paper. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you, um, so you want to find mentors. So you're like, where would I even find a mentor? Or where do you find a partner? Um, and uh, the difference between a mentor and a partner. So, Sunny and I are partners in this, in this, um, we're only, we're friends, but we're as well partners in, we're critique partners in this journey towards our, our goals, meaning we are working side by side and we keep bouncing ideas off. Now it's funny that so far, uh, you have been in the 
self-publishing world and having traditional publish, and they have, even though the two industries that we're going to discuss later on, it's uh, they are we have been working parallel side to side, kind of following that's the same true. steps, and we bounce uh, ideas of each other, and so that's a partner. We're both working together, different sets of skills, different sets. Even different goals, but still towards the same mountain. You know, it's like we're headed that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, so that's a partner. And a mentor is someone who's already been there, who's already done it, and is going to teach you the ropes of, hey, this is what uh, this is what works. This is the road. Here's the map. Um, and can look at your work and tell you where you're, where you're going wrong and can fix it for you. So yeah. finding either or, finding both is great, but definitely someone that can guide you and hopefully someone that can walk it with you. Right. I see a, I see a mentor as like a guru. On a That's mountain. why I keep thinking Merlin and with the... <laughs> yeah, that you're, you have to hike up to them. And, and then yes, you, and they sit there and say, what do you need, my and child? They give you, <laughs> yeah, and, they, and they, they give you the map. All right. And you're like, oh, now I'm going off on my quest. <laughs> and then... Your partner is the person who hikes well, up the mountain let, with you. Let's date ourselves a little bit here. Here is your wooden sword from La- from from Zelda. Here's your wooden sword. I'll see you later. <laughs> Go find. Yeah. Um, you know, I I've had two mentors, and they are they are not all men with long beards, and they sit in a mountain. They are actually, <laughs> but, um. And we will discuss about in, in other episodes. I think we're doing one episode called 30 Seconds of Bravery, which like, oh my goodness, it <laughs> talks about how I found, I met one of my mentors. But um, yeah, the other one, I the other mentor I, I hired and it's great advice. I mean, it's really, it's a one-on-one um, with yeah, I someone. I had never heard of that until then. Yeah. I didn't know that you could... You could, you know, hire a mentor, you know, somebody that would give you, help you and guide you. And uh, Yeah, it wasn't something that I knew even existed before, but uh, we're just, we're throwing it all out there so that people can find their way no, out. No, I think out it's a, a great bubble. idea. It's wonderful. Um, and I think too, um, I guess you could, I guess you could um, qualify critique, no, pay uh, well, as mentorship, mentor. kind of. Feet, but yeah. Well, I mean, well, they're giving you feedback, but I also think that's a good way to get out of your bubble yes. is by yeah, they having do do that. other people critique your work and give you feedback. And I think that's a really important step in yeah, in, it's in, an, um, in self-growth. An assessment. Um, so my, I had two pay critiques in the, in the, in, in, in the last episode we discussed the, that, that jump between the first critique and the second paid critique. And these were our directors that I, that I paid through the SCBWI and, and, and I forget how much they charge, maybe like $60. If you do it in, in the conference outside, it would be a lot more or something. Uh, we'll throw a number in there. I have no idea what it was. Um, but it's, it's, it's an assessment. It tells you, this is what's wrong. This is where you're at. They don't really show you how to get to the other side. And that's what I think a mentor comes in where he's like, okay, he or she says, okay, this is how you fix that. The art director or whoever is doing your your portfolio critique will just tell you, yeah, this works. This doesn't work. This is off. This is, um, you know, this you should take out of here. Mm -hmm. So it is pretty much critiquing your work where you're at. So it's an assessment, I would say. And it gives you an idea. Okay, yeah, you fix whatever problems 
you know, you mm-hmm. needed to address. So finding a partner. Um, Sunny had all, I think we discussed it in the last episode that you have all this, this huge experience on uh, social media and how to, it, it was huge because it, it I don't know about out. huge. I just, well, let's just say I've just done it for a long time. <laughs> I didn't have any of it. So, and you had, yeah, you were not on social media. So it was like just some, a world that I had, I introduced you, you were to, my, and then you ran with it. You were it. my technology guru. guru. And, and I would be like, how's this? You, you are my instruction manual to all this in bite sizes. You were super sweet. You were like, yeah, yeah you would, uh, where I would Google something or figure it out and like on my own. And I had to read so much and figure it out. I d- I remember I have had to send you like I, I have had to do screenshots yes, for you. Yes, yes, because <laughs> I'm like screenshot circles. Absolutely, just click here. I needed that because <laughs> if you go like, oh, it's easy. Yeah, for you. It is. Yeah, <laughs> just go it. and set this up. You just set up a social media account and you go here and then you populate this one. I'm like, yeah. she's talking Greek and I don't know where. How do I start this? And then you helped me out and you, you took screenshots. You, like I said, you circled and it's like you push the little, see the little three dots on the right, right there. Press that down and you will see the, the, the thing. And I'm like, oh, I understand. <laughs> and, and you pick it up after that. And the same thing, if, if, if when I, I helped you with your portfolio, you, you, it was kind of like the same. You were my tangent. Oh, my gosh. Girl. I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and color theory and. Um, everything. It's little things that we miss when we are drawing yeah. and we don't see it. And you like, you know, you could have a tangent line and yeah. And you can fall into, you fall into a rut. Like you, when yeah. you're not like, I say this all the time, you don't know what you don't know. So if you're constantly right. making those same mistakes over and over again, you think you're okay until some, when someone draws attention to it, then you're like, Oh, you're right. It does look better this way. <laughs> Why you know what I it is? It? We start using shorthand when we're drawing. Yeah. Becomes a muscle memory or a creative memory. Yeah. And shorthand becomes is, is very good when you have to draw a, um, an entire picture book where we're talking a lot of illustrations. You know, it's a 32-page book or sometimes a 40-page book. It's a lot of work. And yes, you want to be able to draw fast. And if you have another another thing coming after that, so you used shorthand for that. You know how to draw a face quickly. You draw how to draw, a, you know, a cat or whatever it may be. And you already know what it looks like. But if you just fall into that, then all your stuff looks the same. It doesn't, it's not creative. It's not different. Or, um, or if your shorthand is a little off, you may be drawing the same thing the wrong yes. way over and over and over and oh, over. Oh, so... I think what I'm, I don't know if you're referring to the same thing it, when I kept telling you draw through, draw through. Yeah. And yeah, you would. So, for example, if you're drawing a circle, let's, let's imagine um, because we're visual people, whoever's listening to this podcast, says, I'm sure it's a visual person. Um, you're doing around blueberry with a belt around the waist. So sometimes you go now and you I have draw to this, draw that. you draw it through. <laughs> now you have to draw it, right? So there's this blueberry wearing a belt and you draw the top section of it and then you draw the belt and then you draw the bottom section. Well, you don't do that because if you do that, your two halves are not going to match. So I keep yeah. saying, draw through, draw through, draw the blueberry first, then the belt, then, tie, then, the belt. <laughs> yeah. then yeah. you erase where, where it's on the belt. And those little things, someone else is able to catch because you just keep doing the same, the same thing. So mm-hmm. That's why it's, it's um, 
it's always good to have partners that, that have different skills than you. Um, I, I, what, I am looking at our notes and Me it says too. review correspondence I and I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I, oh, I, I understand like, what, what this is. What we we are, this about? is so funny. <laughs> I'm, we are not going to edit this. This is funny because this is real. And and I before we go on to the next thing, I just wanted you, everybody to know we are two so very normal people, <laughs> so normal and weird at the same time. And we are in our homes, and you might hear uh, you might hear someone passing by the kitchen or oh, getting water. Yeah, over yeah there. I'm in my kitchen. It's his, yeah, you're going to hear people walking through. <laughs> And, and and so be it, because that's the whole idea of this hot fat podcast is how do you make this into a career when you're still, you know, life, when life yeah. is still Oh, not happening. the podcast a career, the but the Oh, no, no, the podcast is a just career. a funny yeah. illustration, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. You just have to, yeah, you kind of, you just work around your life. You literally carve time mm-hmm. and you make it happen. So what and now I remember what review correspondence means yeah. in our notes. So that's another thing that we used to while you have a partner is sometimes uh, you have a client that you were dealing with and you or, or oh, I have something yeah. and we write this very emotional, emotionally charged email. And then you're just like you stop and you go, wait, I am going to wait until the morning. And let Sunny read this through this before I click send or the same thing with you. And then we can be like the next morning, we're like, yeah, you might not want to say it like that. Or you might, you know. So I'll let you know, every time I have not done that, I regretted it. (laughs) Every time I haven't waited or, you know, every time I've written something in in the heat of passion and, and I'm emotional and I don't have you review it or I don't sit on it and wait on it. And I just send, I, re- I always regret it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, we do that. And then sometimes I write something and I, I'm i afraid that I might be wording it wrong or something. And I go like, does this sound like I'm being very pushy? Or does it sound like, I'm, because I'm not sure. And you're like, no, it sounds okay. Oh, maybe you want to say it differently. <laughs> it, it's partners. It's good find a partner. Don't do it alone if you don't have to. You're not. And, and you know what? You might find some connections at first that not, might not work for you. We've had other people that we... And then you might find someone who does. And I'm not saying you have to end up with a best friend out of this, but just don't work in your bubble. Don't work inside that little... Inside your head all the time because you are missing out on an entire world of influence, good and bad influence, that what that can make your work better and they can push you forward in this but i think if you follow even just a few of these steps oh yeah you'll find friends you're you're gonna find people you connect with because every every, all the other people are also working alone (laughs) we sound so sad it's so sad and it's a very lonely (laughs) it's a very lonely job but it is well i'm I'm sorry to interrupt you it's most artists are working on their little desktop or laptop or iPad or wherever it is at work. They're not working for a studio. We're not talking about the people. This is freelance illustration, children's book illustration. You are not working for a studio where you're sitting with yeah. you're not 20 something artists. No, yeah. you are most of the time you're in your home or in your own little section that you have carved for yourself. And it is alone. So unless you actually make it a point to go out there and look for people and look for what's in the industry, 
you will not be able to work for today's market. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I think we covered it all. <laughs> yeah, I yes. think we got everything. Even the even the things we weren't sure what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. we are figuring it out as we go. Um, so thank you for listening to us today. I hope you got some uh, good information out of this. And we will be covering a lot of this in different episodes where we'll expand and actually explain what everything it means step by step. And yeah, level up with us. Yeah, I hope you can join us again. Oh, and those who are still listening, Olga has a fidget in her hand. Oh, I do? I don't know. Well, no, I, we are you actually can hear recording it. video. Oh, you can hear it. Okay, hold on. Here, this, this little clicky thing in your ear. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's fine. I, I could hear it throughout, and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to edit oh, that out. But it's fine. It's, it's I'm what, so sorry. Yes. It's what makes um, you you. So you, you go ahead and fidget. Yeah, I have to fidget. I cannot sit and not, and do nothing for, for and it's not nothing, but just talk. It is what it is. <laughs> That's a, yeah. yeah, I think we should also tell them that we are going to be doing that we're doing a video. So if you want to see what we look like, and yeah. uh, maybe you don't. Oh, maybe, maybe you don't. don't. Want to see yeah, it. <laughs> maybe maybe go with this fantasy of how amazing we are. Yeah. So you know we're supermodels and <laughs> and Olga's beautiful exotic voice. Uh, super. Yes, I know. I, I, <laughs> If you want to see how freakingly normal we are, <laughs> we have a video that is accompanying this podcast. I think it's going to be on YouTube. You got to talk to Tech Guru over there on the other side of the screen. And yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>